0: All right, let's preview the final NFL game that we got tomorrow. We previewed the two early games. Again, go check out the podcast if you missed any of that, but got some player props for those ones. This one, I really like the side. The Patriots went from three on the opener down to two and a half against the Vikings. Total in the game, 42 and a half. The Patriots win ugly against the Jets with a punt return 10 to three last week. And the Vikings got completely embarrassed by Dallas. So you'd think maybe a good buy low spot for this Minnesota team, but I'm not buying it. What are you doing in this game, PJ, if anything at all?
1: It's a good question. I think if anything at all, I'm taking the Vikings on the money line, minus 145. I just like Brian back in teams who have been humiliated the week before. And the Vikings— They, tra- they traditionally do pretty well, right? They they do. Yeah. I like the bounce-back spot. Minnesota, I mean, they couldn't have played any worse. They, they, they looked awful. First drive of the game, they go right down the field. Hawkinson drops a touchdown— Half to settle for a field goal, and after that, it was just all Dallas the rest of the night. Kirk Cousins was under pressure the entire game. Defense couldn't stop the run. Dak looked great, was hitting everybody, and we just could see that coming with Minnesota. We've talked about them all year, just playing everybody close. All these fourth quarter comebacks, finding ways to win these games, and then finally Dallas smacked them in the mouth. Now you turn around and you play a Patriots team who look the defense is good, but I mean, I don't. Know who they've played that is like impressive victory wise. They've beaten the Jets twice and Zach Wilson. They've beaten Sam Ellinger. You know they got crushed by Justin Fields on Monday Night Football. So I'm still not sold on Mac Jones as a quarterback. And I loved Mac at Bama. I thought he was going to be really, really good in the NFL. I don't know if he's still injured or what, but just hasn't been the same guy. Patriots' offense is abysmal Their defense is good, but Minnesota I think is going to be able to move the ball on them. And, you know, you look at how the NFC North has done against the Patriots so far. Green Bay beat them. Bears killed them. Lions looked awful against them. And now we get Minnesota. So I like the minus 145 on Minnesota. The fact that this is down to two and a half is probably telling you that you should take the Patriots with the
0: points. But I'm gonna rock with Minnesota, minus one forty five. I think they just find a way to win this game. So I did bet the Patriots when it was at three and I'd still buy the three. It's minus one twenty right now on Bet MGM. I know that's not for everybody, but I'll do it if I'm getting the full field goal, man. If I'm getting the key number of three, if mm-hmm. a three and a half pops, I'll buy that. Uh but this isn't my favorite bet, like Cowboys were last week fade in Minnesota, but I do like it quite a bit, like one unit. But my favorite bet I'll throw out there right now because these numbers are going to be completely gone when we come back on Friday, probably. Commanders minus three still in the first half against Atlanta because I'm with you. That four and a half is too ridiculous for me with the Commanders, but I yeah. think they win. And I think they cover in the first half. I, I think that's a good that. matchup. Yeah. I like the Browns plus three and a half. I like the Saints plus 10. You said if it gets to 10, you'd play it. It's nine and a half right now. Minus 120 at bet MGM for the 10. And then I like the Bengals minus two and a half uh, today. Joe Burrow says he expects Jamar Chase to be out there, but with this one, Bet the Pats plus three. I don't really care about the Kirk Cousins primetime thing, but it is funny that he's 11 and 17 against the spread. I mean, it's real. And he goes against Bill Belichick, dude. The Patriots gave up about 100 yards to the Jets last week. They're top five in DVOA. And I thought that defense was a little overrated to start the season. I thought they were going to, I thought, you know, they trade away J.C. Jackson. They let J.C. Jackson go to the Chargers. I thought that was going to be a huge loss. Instead, he's been a bust for the Chargers and he hasn't been healthy. They're top five right now in every. On every individual down in DVOA. First down, second down. They're great at getting off the field on third down. Wow! And they're going against Kirk Cousins. They have the best uh, pass defense in the NFL. Best pressure rate as well. That's going to be a huge issue in this game without Christian Derisov. Derisov's playing in this game. The left tackle for uh, the Vikings. I'm probably looking at Minnesota if they're two and a half. He's their best pass blocker. And he's in the concussion protocol. That's the reason I took Dallas last week. And he ended up playing in that game. But then he leaves in the first quarter. After he left. Kirk Cousins in that game against the Cowboys was pressured on 60% of his dropbacks, man. And we know Kirk Cousins, when he faces the rush, he struggles. He's very, very sensitive to pressure. He does. And the only problem here with the Patriots, though, I don't know how the hell they're going to score. Because they have a beat-up O-line. Isaiah wins dealing with an injury. He's their left tackle. And then uh, earlier, we were talking about this with Drumheller. David Andrews is beat up, but they're expecting him to play in this game, but still at, what, 60 70%? they're dead last in DVOA offensively the last 5 weeks the patriots again they won last week off a punt return and now they do step down in class though against this vikings defense who's been below average really all season and i know right now they're ranked 18th but i think that should be much lower uh, much lower especially if you're looking at like you know the nerd stats like schedule adjusted efficiency because they're getting credit for beating miami in a game where they faced a third-string quarterback for the Dolphins. That wasn't the real Dolphins offense. They're getting credit for beating a Bears offense, who's now, like, number one in the league, but the first five weeks of the season, they were 29th in DVOA, terrible. They didn't know how to use Justin Fields. And they're still 18th in schedule-adjusted efficiency. And their secondary is all beat up. Zadarius Smith was limited against Dallas. He only played on pass-rushing downs, on third downs, uh, known passing downs. Delvin Tomlinson's dealing with a calf injury. He practiced this week, but... They're saying he's about 65, 70%. And then it's kind of the same breakdown as the game last week against Dallas, man. Like we know what Kevin O'Connell wants to do. He wants to run the ball with those three wide receiver sets. And I know it was years ago in the Super Bowl, but remember what Bill Belichick did to Sean McVay in that game? And McVay just like kept, it was the same thing over and over, running the ball with Todd Gurley, 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets. And Bill Belichick completely embarrassed Sean McVay in that game. And now you have Kevin O'Connell comes from the Sean McVay tree. The only thing is, dude, like they use two and they make that deal for TJ Hawkinson. And I know it's only a tight end, but that was a huge deal and a pickup for the Vikings because they needed a tight end. Also, now they are able to switch things around a little bit when they do want to run the football early on in the season. They ran two tight end sets 7% of the time since they picked up Hawkinson. They doubled that at least to 14% of the time. I think maybe he could get open in the middle of the field, but We know Cousins struggles against pressure, and Darisal leaves that game, pressured 60% of the dropbacks, and now you go against New England. Top team in pressure rate. I just think this is a bad matchup for Kirk Cousins. I don't know how New England scores, but I think this is a field goal game, so I bought the three at minus 120, and uh, I like the Patriots in this game. I won't be surprised if they win outright against Minnesota. Minnesota, I mean, they've been outscored this season. I know they're a two-loss team, but look at the point differential. I think they're a little overrated, and they're taking advantage of a bad NFC and a terrible NFC North where the Packers are on a down year.
1: It's it's a tough game, man. It really is. I could see it going either way. I'm excited to watch it. Um, it's a big game for Minnesota, too, because, look, they're, they're trying to stay atop of that NFC, right? Maybe you get a one seed outside chance. Philly is the tiebreaker over you, so you're two games back of them, essentially, even though they're 9-1 and one and you're 8-2. and two. But you got to keep pace with him. You got to keep winning games. It's a big one for Minnesota. And Kirk Cousins, we all know how bad he is in primetime, right? He hasn't been good in playoffs in his career. As far as regular season goes, I mean, this is like a playoff type game, right? Primetime, whole country's watching you. It's going to be interesting to watch him against Belichick on a short week. I do. I would have taken the Patriots in this game. But the fact that Minnesota got embarrassed
0: like they did,
1: yeah. I think really, really is going to get them going,
0: I, I think. Do you think the Patriots are going to be like the chalky side? Because everybody, cause we're going to talk, obviously, about Kirk Cousins' primetime record against the spread, I which do. is atrocious. And we yeah. saw the Vikings get embarrassed by the Cowboys. Yes. And we saw the Patriots win another game, even though like they did it against Zach Wilson and the Jets, yep, who put up 100 yards of offense. You think they're going to be? I do. I kind of like Stevenson over 28 and a half receiving yards. It's minus 115. Last week, he only had 26 rushing yards against the Jets, but we know the Jets just shut down opposing running backs. Mm -hmm. That was his lowest total, actually, since, man, all the way back week one. But he had 56 receiving yards last week. It was the third time over the last four weeks that he's had at least 55, and we're getting 28 and a half receiving yards against Minnesota. Man, I I think I have to go with that because, again, I'm I'm like, how the hell— I'm back. I already, I already bet the Patriots. I'm like, how are they going to score points? Yeah, the last four games, he's led the team in receptions, 24, and receiving yards, 197. I like this one a lot. I'm going to go. Yeah, we'll do that. What was the number on that? 28 and a half. Yeah, that is minus 115. That is a good number. All right, add that Stevenson receiving yards for me. And I know this is chalky. Justin Jefferson, 88 and a half. It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) everybody's going to be watching this game in prime time and it's a perfect bounce back spot. He did absolutely nothing against the Cowboys last Mm -hmm. week. Not that that was really on him. That was on Kirk cousins running for his life the entire game, but he's averaging 109 receiving yards per game. So we're getting a discounted price at 88 and a half. He's second in the NFL right there. He's had 98 yards, at least in 70% of the games this season, six straight before getting shut down last week. And he's had 145 or more, in half the games this season. He had a career high a couple weeks ago, 193 against the Bills in that pass defense. This is a way better matchup, obviously, for him. Um, even though, I mean, New England's, you know, really damn good. Yeah. I mean, who I actually kind of like that. I think he goes off for 100, even against the Pats.
1: He definitely could. The prop that I liked was Nick Folk over one and a half field goals made, plus 110. They've been using Folk a ton, and he missed a couple kicks last week in Foxborough. The win was crazy, and there were some long field goals, but he's going to be in a dome this time. Patriots really struggle to score touchdowns. That's why I kind of like the two and a half with them, because I think this could be like one of those, you know, 21-20 games, 19-17 kind of games. I, I wouldn't. You know, I think taking the Patriots with the points is the right side. I just like the Vikings to win straight up. Um, I would get a little nervous about laying the two and a half with them because we know when they win, they they play everybody tight. I think Folk makes two or more field goals. Also, Vikings to win by one to six points is plus 325. Uh, maybe do a little bit of sprinkle on that. I like that. I, you know what I mean? I think it could be like a three or four. Or if you want to go the other way and do it with the Patriots, I'm sure it's like a plus 400 uh, for them to win by one or six as well. Um, but I just think either way, it's going to be a really close game. Maybe this is a really good... This might be like my favorite teaser leg of the week, honestly. Teasing New England up to like eight and a half. And then maybe you tease Buffalo down to like three and a half or something like that. If you want to mess around with these Thanksgiving games, that could be another way to do it. Um, yeah, New England getting them at like a plus
0: seven and a half, plus eight and a half. I feel really good about that as well. It's just this Minnesota team so tough to figure out, man, after getting blown out 40-3. to I mean, that was their fifth-largest loss ever. That was the biggest road win in Dallas Cowboy history, which is crazy. And the other thing, I keep talking about the point differential, the Vikings, a two-loss team. This is the smallest average winning margin in 90 years. So I just don't know how real they are. But I also don't know how for real – I mean, I'm down on the Patriots this year because offensively they're a mess. They can't score points. They have a buffoon calling the plays and Matt Patricia. I don't know – What I think about Mac Jones, because I loved him as a rookie, and then this year I was like, eh, maybe it's Bailey Zappi time. And then I was like, it's definitely not Bailey (laughs) Zappi time. Mac's the better option. This is just a terrible offense. You have opposing defenses calling out the plays at the line of scrimmage because they're so predictable. Everybody knows what they're going to do. They don't really have any weapons on the outside that could create any space. And that's what's expected when you trade for a guy like Devontae Parker, who, like, there's a reason that a team in your division is trading away a guy that creates the least... Like, no separation whatsoever in the NFL. Right. But the Patriots, man, they've covered in five of their last—I'm sorry, six of their last seven games. And they have won five straight against the Vikings. But not that that matters, man. Obviously, the Patriots are a much different team than they were, uh, you know, the last decade plus with Tom Brady and Bill there. This is a different Patriots team. But they're just so tough defensively. And they're so good at getting after the quarterback. And Kirk always wets the bed when he sees pressure. Sure does. And I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball from these three wide receiver sets. We'll see, man. I think they should use Hawkinson and another tight end a little bit more, run the ball from heavier sets. If you're picking up three, four yards per carry, that'll open up the play action for Cousins later on in that game. Maybe you could take advantage of that New England secondary. I don't know, though. I would bet the under, but I don't know. We could see some fluky stuff. We if, I, if we get a couple pick sixes from Cousins yeah, or Daniel Yeah, I'd Je- be
1: careful. I'm good
0: on that.